0: It. The clients begin are beginning to understand now that there's a consequence for using this product, and they're not using it. You're going to have to move on to something else. Um, if your business was primarily applying perms, you better find something else to do, mm. um, but we're not pursuing salon owners. And so – um, now, off to the second question. Mm. What could you expect to receive? Well, the follow-up.
1: Some women aren't doing what their their due diligence, I understand, in terms of following up. They get a call, then they, they're they enrolled, and then they don't. What, we
0: are sending forms to right.
1: you. Now, some folks aren't real good about using email.
0: Mm. We are sending forms to you with a product called DocuSign. It's mm. pretty common nowadays. I mean, mm. in, in the pandemic, everybody's kind of learned that they can sign forms on their phone or tablet. Tablet. Right. And we are sending those. You have to check your emails because mm-hmm. if, if you've contacted us, we've emailed you the forms. It may be in your spam folder, your junk folder, or your regular folder. You've got to be able to find this document and sign it and you get it back to us if you have real trouble doing that you can come to the office and sign them in person it's not a problem but it's a lot easier to do this over the uh, on your phone or tablet and it's sitting in your mailbox um, once you've signed those forms they come back to us and we begin to work immediately we're gathering up the medical records from your gynecologist your oncologist, uh, your family doctor. It takes time. Three months to six months is the average that we need to gather these medical records. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's not going to be a lot happening in the very beginning of your claim. We're gathering the medical records, but your claim, you've told the statute, your claim is now in the books. So be patient. And yes, yeah, be patient. And then what happens is at the end, there's going to be a resolution. There will be cases That will actually go to trial, but they will be a small, small percentage of the total cases. Your case will be examined on a case-by-case basis, and your damages will be evaluated and valued. And your the the settlements that will come at the conclusion of this matter will be significant. Um, And you know, I'm. It depends, it, again, on the damages. If you, if, if you have had uh, cancer and you've gone through rounds and rounds of chemo and you've lost your hair and you've, you've gone, you know, cl- close to the doors of death and, and you've beat it, your damages are going to be substantial. Um, and, and if you've got fibroid tumors that have, that have plagued you your entire life, if you've ended up having a hysterectomy, and if you've not been able to have children because of this, your damages are going to be
1: substantial. I think that's pretty damaging, Those what you're talking about. Surgeries? Yes. All right, a- come a- on. <laughs>
0: absolutely, absolutely. And there are not a lot of firms that are handling the hysterectomy claims. Is that right? Um, so m- there are some firms who are only going to handle the cancer cases. Okay. If you or a family member have sustained any of the injuries we've talked about, you must give us a call immediately, 215 215- if you know someone who has sustained these damages pass the information on to your friends and family members and tell them to give us a call there's no costs involved in this whatsoever we obtain the medical records we invest all of the money in in making your case a case all you need to do is give us a call share some information sign the papers and we'll take care of it from there tactic I, I, I justice Get your, am, get, get your justice. Get your justice. Get your justice. Have you um, um, uh, gotten the property rights to that
1: phrase? Tactic? Uh,
0: Did you get it yet?
1: No, uh, get, it now. Get, get, it it now. get it now. Get it now. Getting it, get yeah. it now. All right. Dean, Dean's going to take, <laughs> no, Dean, yeah. take it. No, Dean, yeah. take it. Dean, taking it. No, it's yours. All right.
0: <laughs> so we give it to you. We betweave yeah. it to you. All right. Let's, let's move on. We have the most special guest Court Radio ever has. Oh. <laughs> Probably... M- more beloved on Court Radio than me, Manuel, and, ja- and Eric together. Yes, he, he's the guy. He, he is, is. that dude. Everybody loves him. You better call Saul. Saul. <laughs> and,
2: and the, a very, the blueprint. A very good morning to our radio listening audience.
0: Let me say um, that, uh, as a matter of fact, I just started. You better call Saul. Stop! What uh, is it with you, you <laughs> I I like to watch a show after it's kind of you know done, and I can do it at my will. Benji. I I like to control how much. <laughs> I do not want to wait.
1: I'm an addict. I don't want to wait a week for a show. All right, but there or, is God always, forbid
0: from one season to the next, th- I, I, six I, months. I feel and, you there.
1: But there's no void. You're always watching something. There's no void where there's nothing that's captured your viewing.
0: Yes, well, lately, since right?
1: pandemic, yes. Right. I'm always trying to find something to pass but the time. But you're like, two,
0: what, how many years behind with Six, Saul? six. Wow. Six or seven. Um, but uh, it, he is fantastic. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. So cunning. Did you, now, did you watch Breaking Bad? <laughs> of course, yes. Of course. So, and com- I watched that as it, as, it, as it folded out. So
1: comparing the two, which is the better series? Uh, I don't know. A better Saul calls. It better. might be better. Okay. It might be better. I don't know. But I'll probably, I'll
0: probably go, I'll probably go through Better Call Saul and then flip back to Breaking Bad for a second show.
1: Right. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah.
0: I understand that the characters in in Breaking Bad end up in the final episode of Better Call Saul. Right. To kind of meld, meld. those messages me, yeah. yeah,
1: you got the mess. So you understand what's coming. Yes, yes, yes. Alright, let's get to the real Saul here. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> if Saul's on the show, folks, we're talking about Elder Law. Uh, we're talking about, I'm not going to use the G word. We're talking about um, Elder Law. <laughs> the, the E word. <laughs> you know, since Trump, he's got a lot of those. Uh, the, the F word, the B word. We're going to talk about the E word today elder
2: law except it's not just limited to the e-word because you've got middle America and young America as a result of COVID expressing a serious interest in having their paperwork in order
0: you know what Saul makes a good point it is not just the e-word um, God willing you'll only need it once you get to the e-word but you should have it in place when you are young Absolutely. There's a time and a place.
2: You are correct.
0: All right. Uh, now, we're, before we even jump into a topic on this um, multifaceted topic, I mean, we, we can go on for hours on this, but we're only limited to an hour. We've got a caller immediately. Line one for Saul, Judy from
1: Germantown. Jute, Jute, Jute. Good morning. I have a quick question for
3: Saul. I own a property jointly with my mother and I'm concerned about that that she may lead and still being able to retain the house. If we do, can you tell me if the trust will help protect us or how we can go about doing that? And is that something your office can assist me with? What? And secondarily, I think Philly Lawyer, An email requesting help. The Attorney General's office said that I would, they're handling an issue, but they suggested that I retain a private attorney for the issue, another issue of actually suing the company. They said I need to consult a private attorney. And Dean, I sent you an email regarding that. So I'm hoping you'll be able to look at it and tell me if that's something you're interested in and if I can retain you. All right. Thank you. Response. I'm sorry Go ahead. The,
0: Judy you, you bring up one point before Saul jumps in on the trust question um, you just said something which is wrong and I want to I just want and it may, maybe it was a slip of the tongue but I want to clarify it there are you know these um, uh, imposters they jumped onto my brand early on right and one of them is Philly lawyer Philly lawyer well I don't know anything about Philly lawyer. I am, always have been, my Philly lawyer. And unless you put that my in front, you're not getting to me. So I have had so many clients who have complained about Philly lawyer saying they're not handling my case. Then they don't call me back. Well let me tell you something, you're not dealing with me. You're dealing with an imposter. Philly lawyer is not my Philly lawyer. No, it's See, not. I am part of the family. And if you don't put the my in front of Philly, you're not getting Dean. You're getting a hack. <laughs> Straight up <laughs> so, hack. So, Judy, easy. just in case, just in case it wasn't a slip of the tongue when you said you emailed Philly lawyer, you make sure you send it to dean at myphillylawyer.com and tell all That's your friends.
3: Exactly. That's exactly where I sent it to Dean at MyPhillyLawyer.com. then I'm, I'm
0: gonna to to see it Judy, Judy 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 I will see it <laughs> I'm gonna um, what's your email Judy so I can look for it
3: it's R-H-I-K-K-S at
0: net. all right all right I'm gonna look okay. for you as soon as I get off the air Judy stand by Saul's
2: so gonna okay. talk to you about the trust okay Judy Guys. Judy, so, I, so let me. Let, let, you. Judy, hold
0: on. Judy, hold on. Saul's got a question okay. for you. Okay,
2: so let me let me comment on uh, the uh, issue that you raise, which happens to be an issue that has also cropped up in our office several times in the last couple months, and it's a very important issue. So I'm hoping our listeners pay close attention when you talk about the ownership of real estate, and there's two names on the deed there is some very specific legal language that we look for which controls ownership of that property should one of the named grantees pass so when people put two names on the deed if it's if it's husband and wife and they're identified as husband and wife that's a unique ownership unto itself any relationship other than husband and wife is going to be held in the following You're either going to have two names on the deed as tenants in common or you're going to have two names on the deed as joint tenants with the right of survivorship. That is a very, very important distinction with the presence of the word survivorship. If you have two names on the deed should one pass the survivor will automatically become the owner of 100% of that real estate if the ownership is as tenants in common that simply means that each named individual on that deed owns 50% and should they pass that 50% will uh, go to the immediate family members of that named individual so survivorship language is key so in order for me to answer your question I would need to see the document that you're referring to because I never am comfortable offering a legal opinion on a document that I myself do not read so uh, I'm not answering your question without the benefit of the language in the deed that you're referring to.
3: Um, are you there still? Yep. Mine is joint survivorship, but I'm concerned about debts that she may leave and me losing the property to have to pay off her debt. Well, is that a possibility with the home?
2: If if she is a joint owner and she incurs debt, then. Any creditor, any judgment creditor can look for any assets she may have while she's alive, of course, and therefore her ownership in the real estate could be vulnerable to a judgment creditor. Just the real estate, not any assets you own individually, but the
0: joint ownership of that real estate could be affected.
3: Like trust
2: protect it? Well, here's the here's the interesting thing about a trust, and that's a very common inquiry. What the pub, if the what the public doesn't realize is when you put an asset into trust, you're giving up ownership. So for example, on this property, if you had a mortgage on the property, you could not transfer ownership without getting written permission from the mortgage company if you want to give up ownership one you have to incur the cost of a trust, creating a trust which is not inexpensive then you have to create a new deed and the deed has to transfer ownership of the property out of your name and mother's name and transfer it into the trust which is an additional expense to keep in mind you no longer own it if mother has some interest in 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 tax breaks because of her age, you lose those tax breaks because she's no longer an owner. The trust is the owner. So the other choice you might have, the other choice you might consider is why don't we do a deed and have mother transfer her joint interest to you now?
4: Okay.
0: Just outright okay. transfer it to you now, and um, mm-hmm. and, th- and that takes it out of her name and any possible um, – liens that she may incur for her herself.
3: Okay. But, all right, I'll give your office a call on Monday because I think that might be what we need to proceed with doing. All
0: okay. right, Judy. Thanks for giving us a call. Oh, thank
3: you. All right, bye
0: bye. Bye now. 2727
2: the number for all things legal. So where do we go from here? Well some interesting questions were raised with respect to young people and their need for wills. Uh, some interesting questions were raised <clears throat> pertaining to young people and powers of attorney. So as a general rule, <clears throat> the demand for powers of attorney usually comes from emancipated children who are concerned about a mother, an elderly mother or an elderly father. That's that is the norm and that's a wonderful thing because I think COVID has spurred that concern on. If we're blessed with having elderly parents who are reasonably well and they're up in years, there's absolutely no harm in having a discussion with a parent about them giving you a power of attorney, adorable power of attorney, which is broad. It's all-encompassing. It's not limited to finances. It's not limited to medical. It's as if you're stepping into the shoes of a parent and you're assisting them in making decisions day-to-day decisions
0: can your decisions overrule the decisions of your elderly parent
2: the answer is yes the power of attorney allows you to do that but when I meet with families and we have this discussion and the parents are very much in control the conversation basically goes as follows if you have a power of attorney in place and you would like your child to assist you in making a decision the power of attorney will allow you to do that. The popularity of the power of attorney is that should there come a time when a parent is not capable of making their own decisions, the agent named in the power of attorney has the legal authority to do that, and in the same breath, you have to be mindful of who you appoint because that document also leads to abuse.
1: so I know right now I've got young parents in their 30s. Young children listening. Is just too soon for them to be thinking it, about? It is too
2: soon. I okay. mean, if, if you are blessed with good health, then it's not an issue. But if you succumb to some type of sickness, mm. uh, you may want to start thinking about it. And, and, and I receive phone calls sometimes from emancipated children asking about powers of attorney for parents. And my conversation always turns to have your parents. Has your mother has your father been declared mentally incompetent by any of their treating physicians mm. and if I get the right answer we can do something but sometimes they tell me yes my mother has advanced Alzheimer's or something like that and I tell them if she's not competent one she's not permitted to sign a legal document because she can't understand it and therefore the only avenue available to that family is to file a petition for the appointment of a guardian which takes you into the Orphan's Court in Philadelphia it's a much more convoluted much longer drawn out and much more expensive process so if you have a parent that's on the cusp and they're still capable and want a power of attorney I certainly encourage all of you to have that conversation with an elderly parent and get that done because it's going to make your life a lot easier
1: all seven twenty seven twenty seven two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven.
0: All right, let's talk to. We have a caller. Let's talk to Alex from Frankfurt on line two. Alex, welcome to Court Radio.
5: Hey, go shalom, This is go shalom and the rest of your crew. Peace and blessings. Thank How you. are you today?
0: Fine, thank you. I feel so <laughs> blessed this morning. I'm. I'm I <laughs> yes. I, I am. I am blessed and at peace. So what? What's What's on your it mind
5: is. today, Alex? It is a beautiful day in Zabunda. Yes. Um, well, what I had on my um, I worked for a transportation company, and we had an accident. Um, I was going eastbound on a one-way street, and a kid, some kids on some bikes were going northbound on a one-way street. And they went, went to go turn westbound on the one-way street I was going eastbound on. Now, mind you, I seen them coming, so the one child was on a Razor scooter and he turned the corner too sharply and he fell in front of my vehicle. So I saw him right before I saw him, I turned and to get away from him to avoid hitting him. So what happened, the tire caught his foot and he was crying. But by the time the medics came and everything, you know, he had stopped crying. He seemed okay and everything. And I had a passenger on board which saw the whole thing. So she signed a statement to that fact for my company. But what I long story short, I received paperwork from the attorney, from the parent, suing me. And I'm like, why am I receiving paperwork, you know, this young with the child's name on it versus me? And I'm like, why am I receiving paperwork from this attorney when I had witness all types of witnesses, you know, stating to the fact that it wasn't my fault? Okay. I can't understand that.
0: All right. I'm going to explain it to you. It's America and uh you know being be, being sued doesn't mean you're at fault it means that somebody thinks you're at fault or may be at fault and they're pursuing a claim it's only a claim it doesn't become a judgment or a, a, a have a, a a financial impact on you until they win that claim and and a lot of times claims are lost um, and you seem to have the facts uh, at your fingertips, and you've got witnesses. That's a good start. Um, I presume, Alex, you have insurance. That's what I was about that. Um,
5: yes, the company, the company has insurance. Yes, oh,
0: okay. So that, co- that company's insurance will, will hire and retain an attorney on your behalf, and that attorney will defend you. And that will be all free of charge to you. Um, And if there is a judgment, if somehow they do win this case, the insurance company will have to pay the damages. So at this point, um, you just need to turn it over to them, provide them with the witness information, and they'll do their thing. Um, What you didn't say, and I I presume that the intersection, this intersection is controlled by a stop sign or traffic light.
5: That is correct. I had the green light. Okay.
0: So it becomes a uh, a, a, a factual basis. Who had the green light? And, of course, having a green light, folks, doesn't mean that you have no obligation to stop your vehicle if you see a dangerous condition unfold in front of you. Um, But, again, it goes a long way. Having a green light means that you have the right of way, and presumably the child came through a red light on this razor, um, and so again, um, it doesn't surprise me. You were, you were. A claim is being made, but again, with witnesses, a lot of times these claims go away at the claims stage. That if you establish clearly that you were in the right and the other person in the wrong. Um, the lawyer may just drop the claim at some point. But, again, the, the, it's not your concern. Your concern right now is to turn it over to the company who turns it over to the insurance company. You sit back and wait for everything else to happen. Provide your testimony as you are a witness as well. You're a party, but you're also a witness, and your witness is a witness, and all should be well, Alex.
5: And one and one more thing. Um, we do have drive cams in our vehicles to protect Good. us against things just that because like I said the witness saw the whole I had on board saw the whole thing and she you know was like what was the child doing because I I saw the whole thing happening before me and I slowed my vehicle down yep and it sounds like sounds like Alex it
0: it sounds like you did everything you could possibly do to avoid this accident uh sit tight just relax but with with the witness and the dash cam uh I think this is going to end well for you Alex thanks for calling court radio sir (laughs) Thank you, sir. All of you have a marvelous day. Thanks to you as well. 215-227-2727. Unfortunately, we're at the half hour. Uh, Folks, just take a quick two-minute break. We'll be back after these sponsored announcements. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most.
1: Legal answers here's more court radio with your host Dean Weitzman
0: (laughs) we're back welcome back to court radio folks I'm Dean Weitzman your host every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. if you've got a legal issue we've got the answer 215-227-2727 and we've got callers lined up if you want to get your question asked uh you better give us a call
1: soon i just wanted to ask a piggyback on the last caller are you seeing more accidents with razors and scooters and e-bikes and bicycles and delivery bikes because I live where everyone's ordering. You see it all the time now. I got to think there are a lot of accidents with these little types of vehicles. Actually, uh, as recently as yesterday, um, I was
0: contacted about an accident in uh, Brooklyn. Mm. Um, A a delivery person was in a bike lane. Um, A car was stopped in the bike lane. The delivery driver attempts to bike out of the bike lane to get you know, so that he gets around the stopped vehicle. Mm. When a box truck was coming in the travel lane, uh, struck him, ran over him, and unfortunately, he died. Um, and uh, th- this, this is, um, yeah, it's, it's far a- too common.
1: It's occurring more and more now. Absolutely, yeah.
0: and and folks need to be more conscious of bikes, and bikers need to be very. Safe as well. I mean, you you'll see in Center City sometimes they're 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 weaving in and out and in and out of traffic. They run lights, yes. And and so bikes have an obligation to follow the rules of the road just like cars. Thank you. Um, They have to travel in the same direction of cars. They have to stop at traffic lights just like cars, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But um, but but you you know a a four thousand pound car Mm. needs to be extra mindful of the bicyclists as well. And just
1: just an FYI, your favorite PPA are very much enforcing ticketing cars in the bike lane Good for for this reason. Double parking. People double park at night because they have no place else to park. And some of these are now these new bike lines that you're going to have to get used to this, folks. There are bike lanes now. What's confusing, folks, are there are lanes that folks have been used to driving in that now have a bike designation, they don't know, are they still allowed to drive in that lane? Because it's not a skinny one. It's still as big as it was, but it has a biker insignia in it. Right. And people are confused. Does that mean I can't go in there? or mm-hmm. What does that mean exactly?
0: Yeah, I I, I don't know. I would presume if, if the yeah. if the lane was big enough for a car to fit, right, I would presume that it's a joint-use lane. You have to share. Yeah, a share. I mean, both use. need I thought, to be. Yeah, I thought
1: if, if it has the bicycle lane, you know what? We have to get in touch yeah. with the
0: Philadelphia police and yeah, bring them on to, to answer yeah. that question. We got a guy. All right. Let's get <laughs> okay. that guy on here. We got it. Um, in, the meantime, I have, <laughs> in the meantime, I have a question that was asked, um, and we're going to start doing this. At the top of the half hour, um, we are going to have our question of the week. Oh. This was an emailed question from a listener uh, this week. Hi, I was curious about in what case or need can you sue someone I got into a car wreck about a week ago that was not my fault no injuries so the car that is getting salvaged is a 2002 Camry and the car in question is the car I use cause it's all I could afford most of the time car wrecks that end up being not their fault in some way help them buy new cars not for me I'm only getting three thousand dollars back and as of right now I don't have any other options for a car I just wanted to know if this is reason to think of suing someone. I never really thought about it till I explained it to a friend. She basically said the wreck is leaving me jobless with no options. Here is uh, Allison. Here is the answer.
1: Okay.
0: If you're being paid the fair market value for your car, that is all the defendant has to do. What the consequences are of the loss of that car is not valid. It is not something that you can be compensated for. As soon as they hand you a check for the fair market value of your car, they're done. And you have to take that check and do the best you can to find a replacement vehicle. And if you can't find a replacement vehicle, then you probably didn't get paid the fair market value. Um, because the way they obtain fair market value is they look at what cars are selling for, where they should be able to find 2002 Camrys in the marketplace that are selling for $3,000. If if they're selling for $4,000, then you didn't get paid enough.
1: So it's based on what they're selling and not necessarily just the blue book value? <laughs> well, one way to determine
0: the blue book value is through active sales for the car. Got
2: you. There's a con. Yeah, there's a concept. Mm. There's a concept called diminution of value. I'm and sorry. Diminution. Diminution of, va- of value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people don't think about that. Uh, the- That's that is that is. And you bring up an excellent point. And that
0: was one that I was going to talk about. And I I appreciate the segue right. because diminution <laughs> in value, <laughs> diminution in value is a is a a damage that you could occur, incur, even if you're paid the repair price of your car.
2: So, I I mean, that's an issue that struck very close to home when one of my sons had a relatively new Pathfinder parked on Ridge Avenue that was rear-ended by a tractor-trailer causing major, major damage to the vehicle. And so they were trying to explain to me what the fair value of the vehicle was but I looked back to the actual condition of the vehicle prior to the accident and then we went fast forward and we calculated the diminution of value and the trucking company issued its own check for the diminution of value on top of the insurance company check for the trucking company
0: Now understand usually diminution in value occurs when they repair your car so let's say you have and it was a total okay so that's un, really unusual but that's only because it's saul's kid you know he he went, uh-huh. he went the extra mile for him of course <laughs> uh, but but let me explain where diminution value generally comes up you own what did you say it was a, a fairly it, it was a path it was a,
2: a two-year-old pathfinder
0: all right so it's not like a mercedes or a bmw it's a pathfinder and maybe it cost the kid fifty grand for the Pathfinder. the the, the car sustains twenty thousand dollars in damage. The company pays the twenty thousand, and the car is repaired like new. Damages? Do you have any? Yes, because if you took that car the very next day after you got it back from the body shop, and it was shiny and looked all. Back to normal mm. and you brought it into your local Mitsubishi or whatever pathfinder is Nissan, Nissan. Nissan you bring it into your Nissan dealer and you trade it in and they say uh, was this car in an accident and you go Check uh, the Carfax. yeah yeah <sighs> and the Carfax shows that the car had $20,000 in damage mm. well they say we would have given you 40,000 for this car but because it was an accident it's only worth 35 today you lost $5,000 in value even though the car looks like it's brand new. You brought it right back to its original specs, but simply because it was in an accident, it has reduced value. Nobody gets paid for that 5 grand. You lost it. It's you're eating it. <sighs> Only if you come to my Philly lawyer. My My Philly lawyer. (laughs) lawyer. And you talk to Saul. (laughs) No, we actually, I'm meeting with an expert this week. Right. His whole job
1: is to determine the diminution in value. Stop you right there. I think if there's going to be a letter of the week, there needs to be a word or term of the day. And (laughs) that's that's a perfect
0: one. If you've been in a serious car accident and have had property damage, this is is a common loss that you will incur. Mm. If you trade your car in or sell your car, you will get less for it as if there is a Carfax out there with that accident on it. Period. Hard stop. And that loss in value needs to be paid to you at the same time that they repair your car. And if you're represented by counsel, there are experts who can determine that loss, and the insurance companies are recognizing it, as Saul has made them do, um, and that needs to be a part of your whole claim. However, um, with Allison, she, we weren't talking about diminution in value. We were talking about subsequent losses, like I couldn't work because I didn't have a car. Right. And they presume if they gave you enough for your car that you can go out into the marketplace and get a car. And
1: Allison, a, similar, a, sim- similar value, a similar
0: value. A similar value, exactly. And, and Allison um, and some people are upside down on a car they, they, you know, mm. you, you buy a car, you have a note and, and you owe oh, more, more than, than the car is worth. Yeah. Then
1: that's gap insurance.
0: If you don't have gap insurance, you're not getting paid for that. Right. So a lot of times people come away from an accident feeling unfulfilled. They're not made whole. And if and but, you know, she started the story with I got no injuries. Well, if you've got no injuries, then you've got no other claim <laughs> and you probably aren't going to be represented by any attorneys because there's nothing there for them to represent you on. There's no no way to make money for you or for them. Um, and unfortunately, you fall into the cracks. All right. <sighs> That's the end of that. We've got so many calls, Saul. I don't even know where to begin. Let's see. Let's talk to Janie uh, line two.
3: Hello, this is Jamie.
0: Hi, Jamie.
3: Hi, how are you? Good. What's I, your
0: What's your story?
3: Well, I wanted to know, what's the legalities for a commitment? Like if somebody goes into the emergency room and they have any eval and then they're admitted to the hospital, how does that work, an elderly person?
0: So what you're saying is that um, they're being – I think what you're saying is they're being committed to the hospital against their will. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Okay. So there are – there are – Um, statutes that apply to this that it you know that you have to be a danger to yourself or others and there can be a 72-hour commitment and then there needs to be um, you know a uh, legal papers filed with the court to
2: extend that beyond 72 hours it's a it's a short range period and if family objects they have other avenues they can pursue to protect an elderly parent Yeah, I mean you
0: could retain counsel if you felt like the uh, elderly parent was being held without due cause but for the first 72 hours um, it could be a doctor who um, signs off on the commitment but anything beyond that um, would require a court action
3: okay so that means that maybe a family member or someone can request the court action
2: if there's a power of attorney life would be a lot simpler
3: Ah, that's what it is. Okay. Thank you, Jamie. Okay. Have a great Saturday. And thank you so much, and have a beautiful one as well. Um,
0: okay, line five, we have Sean, a woman,
3: for Saul.
2: Hi, Sean.
4: Hi, good morning, Dean.
2: Good morning, Saul. Good morning.
4: I wanted to uh, talk about a brokerage account that was left to me by my uncle uh, to pay for his final expenses. So um, all the documents are um, signed and they were approved by the company. And then my uncle passes away and I went to cash in or obtain the funds from the brokerage account. And after he passed away, the advisor said, oh, I'm sorry um, to give you bad news, but some of the product inside the brokerage account was an annuity, and you would have needed different forms for that. My uncle and I met with this person over and over again and assured us that all the forms we signed for this very well-known company would be enough in he I guess he went to check to see what I needed to collect and he said I'm sorry um, the annuity within the product needed another form I'm sorry you can't have it Uh,
0: Uh, so so here's here's where I see an issue here number one you didn't have counsel Number two, you didn't have any testamentary devices. So if you had had a a will between – if your uncle had had a will and he left you those um, various accounts in the will, then that would have superseded any requirements from the company. But you didn't have – I assume you didn't have representation. You relied upon the broker. You may have a claim against the broker under the broker's um, own – uh, what's that called errors and omissions e e and e- o insurance so the broker gave you advice which was bad advice he has sort of like malpractice insurance it's called errors and omissions insurance and you may be able to bring a claim against the broker who goes oops i made a mistake so um, that's something you should pursue if the value of the account or that annuity is sufficient.
2: I mean, part, part of the confusion is if the brokerage account names you as the beneficiary of the assets in that estate, which would include an annuity, uh, there's something not consistent that makes any sense. Uh, uh, keep in mind did, did, un- did your uncle also leave a will? Were there other assets besides the brokerage account?
4: There were, and there is an administrator, but what they want to do is 90% was in the annuity, and they want me to take the 10% that they said that their forms covered. So they're willing to give me 10% out of the 100%, but not the annuity. So they made a mistake, and they said their forms only cover everything in that brokerage account but
2: the annuity. Well, the, conf- the confusion is one would have to become very familiar with these documents in order to be able to intelligently explain to you what your rights are. And uh, we here, of course, are at a disadvantage because uh, there's we have questions to which we don't have answers. The other thing is if it's part of the assets of the estate, keep in mind that the value of the brokerage account will trigger an inheritance tax. And this is an uncle, so you you fall into a uh, 15% inheritance tax category, which could be substantial.
4: Uh, One other thing. Um, Would you please repeat uh, the advisor's, um, I guess, the insurance
0: he has? Errors, E-R-R-O-R-S, errors. Uh Errors and omissions.
4: Thank you so much for your time.
0: No, thank you for calling. Great questions. Have a great day. 215 227 2727, the number for all things legal. Um, let's see here. No, uh, no. Uh, this doesn't say much. is we have a line one? Teresa on line one for Saul. Oh, Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Nope. Hi, no. Gone, but not forgotten. Gone, but not forgotten. Well, let, let's just chat for a moment also um I have here uh, some issues relating to common law marriage. Um, I I just want to clear up that uh, in Pennsylvania common law marriage was um, abrogated it was it was um, no longer allowed um, more than 20 years ago
2: So if you if you're alleging common law and that relationship was created when common law was recognized in the Commonwealth and, and then you're you, still valid. And you've yeah. held yourself out as spouses to each other and to the public, then it's still valid. But what happens today is uh, people decide to live together. One in their own mind creates this fiction that there's a common law relationship, but it doesn't exist in Pennsylvania, so you do not get the benefits.
0: Yeah, no benefits uh, from common law marriage, unless it's a really old, like you're really old. If you're really old and you had a common law marriage, and that meant you had a ceremony, you actually had to have a ceremony where people witnessed you getting married together without, you know, any license or anything, but you you said to your spouse, I take you as my wife, and she said, I take you as my husband, um, and and that, that ceremony was witnessed, and then you begin to hold yourself out as husband and wife. That's a valid common law marriage yeah. if it predates when it was abrogated,
2: right? You're right. The understanding is that your circle of friends or the public, when they look at you, uh, it's a husband and wife relationship because that's your reputation within that
0: community. But if that did not happen, you do not common. You have no common law marriage. If and, and if it's a, a recent relationship in the last twenty so years, you don't have a common law marriage. No. And in Jersey and Delaware, no common law marriage. In fact, Jersey abrogated it in 1939. So you can't even possibly tell me your common law marriage back that far. If you, you know, no way, no, not happening. Um, folks, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back in two minutes. You got calls, keep them coming. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters. And choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer if you've been affected we will fight for you call 215-227-2727 my philly lawyer when winning matters most
1: need more legal answers here's more court radio with your host dean weitzman
0: Welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host every Saturday morning at Court Radio, where we tackle the tough legal issues of the day. And I'm joined today with my friend and partner, Saul L. Langsome. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Saul is our specialist, our resident specialist in elder law. But you don't have to be an elder to have some elder law needs. No, young people need them just as much. Maybe more, because they got more money than the old people do
2: who says
1: that
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's talk to kamira kamira on line 3 good morning kamira
2: oh kamira kamira we can talk about, we have an idea of why she was calling, so if she's not on the line, we may... may All right, go that. for it.
0: So, Kamira lives in a family member's house, so, and
2: she's being put out. Okay, so let's, so, so a common occurrence, here's a t- common telephone call. Uh, a child moves in with an elderly mother or a child moves in with an elderly grandmother to take care of their needs because they're sickly. At some point the mother or the grandmother passes away but during the many many years the mother or the grandmother promise this child you're gonna you're gonna own this house when I leave unfortunately they never get around to doing the paperwork and the property still remains in mother's name or grandmother's name so depending on who the heirs are let's assume it's the mother's name if there are two three four children not uncommon You've got the daughter living in the house saying, mother promised me this house. I sacrificed the last 10 years of my life, and it's my house. And the siblings say, no, it's not your house because the property was not legally left to her. When mother passed away, we all survived mother. We have an equal interest in her house. The house is worth hypothetically $100,000. There are four of us. Each of our shares is worth $25,000. Pay us our $25,000, and we'll sign over our interest to you in a deed. This happens every day of the week, listeners, every day of the week. And unless your name is on the deed, you have no greater interest than your siblings and
0: out you go and if they have to get you uh, you know evicted it's there's not an eviction no
2: it's not an eviction it's a nightmarish process called an ejectment you have to go through the Court of Common Pleas to eject these people which is time-consuming money and expensive
0: yeah very yeah there that's what I was looking for money (laughs) baby if you and so if you're it, it could cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to eject somebody um and that's why you don't let them in in the first place hmm. block the doors <laughs> once they're in though once they're in it's tough to get them out
3: who pays for the ejectment yeah
0: those who want the person out so the the three siblings who are saying pay us our money um they they got to invest money to get money and that's the bottom line
1: that's an ugly
2: occurrence if you're all in the same it's, house it's extremely ugly and eventually if an attorney is hired the attorney will file a complaint with the court asking for a court order to sell the house and you will get the court order under the circumstances I've shared with you and it becomes even uglier because then you have to eject the family member and eventually get the real realtor involved to sell the property and distribute the proceeds okay
0: Um, I got an email um, from uh, Lawrence Jackson and, Mr. Jackson, I just want to let you know that I got your email, I read your email, and I will make sure somebody handles it um, by Monday at the latest. That, right. that will will get you into the hands of somebody who might be able to help you uh, with your problem. So I see every email in real time he as does. they come in. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, and,
1: um, and that's that. All right. Anything else? Any last uh, words before we go? The Kentucky Derby today. Mint Juleps abound today. Oh, you know, there's the greatest been... horse of all time, Secretariat, won.
0: Ma- big uh, problem down uh, down in Kentucky. A bunch of horses died this week. Stop. Four, four yes. died, but do you know how? In many... the race, For, uh, some that were in the race, uh, but man. four four horses passed away this week. They've Did got problems down there. Did not know that.
2: There are there are eight descendants of Secretariat, Secretariat. running in the Kentucky Derby this evening. Wow. Eight. Wow. Talk about Cy.
1: Twenty Cy twenty seven and all, but eight are running. Wow. Hope th- I think he's competing with me.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not <laughs> Woo! <sighs> I just want you to all know who's watching listening now that we I had four shaking heads at one point in the uh, in the studio four just looking at me with the eyes. H. H. Mm. <clears throat> okay sheesh <laughs> Sheesh. All right. Anything Woo. else? We
1: got. We got what? Well, there's a coronation, the Kentucky Derby. There's a mayor's race in May 16th. That's Who's going to win? Come on. I, it's, it's too close to call. It really is. It's whoever right now is whoever wants it the most. But vote. But yeah. please vote. vote. Yeah. It really is. This is going to be the first race to set decided in Philadelphia by gentrifiers. Mm. I think. Yeah. Mm. I, I really, the gentrifiers are going to decide this race. Who do they go for? It's a toss up. No one knows. There's a couple of things going on here. Uh, Some folks don't want to say who they're for because they don't want to. If it's not a woman, they don't want the backlash. Why why aren't you going to vote for a woman? If it's not the black woman, why aren't you with the black woman? You got to go through all of that. No one knows where these folks are going to go. All right. Well, it will be determined very
0: shortly. We'll see you folks next Saturday, same time, same place.